Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikhcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are here with our 12 Guru series. And today we are going to talk about Guru Granth Sahib. And with me, as always, I have Indipreet Singh. Indipreet Singh, Guru Fateh, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Great, great. You know, everyone asks on Twitter, why is it 12 Gurus and there are 10 Gurus? And so we always tell them, yes, there's 10 Gurus. And then there's uh, Guru Granth Sahib and then the Guru Pranth. Guru Pranth. So today we're going to talk about Guru Granth Sahib and what it all entails. So uh, Indipreet, let's start. Yeah, I think that's a very important uh, point. We, we we kind of, I guess, probably out of convenience, uh, with 12 months, we chose 12 gurus. But if everyone would remember, and I'm, I, I hope I did say it, it's been quite a long time we went in the first episode. At the end of the day, I personally believe the guru is actually only one, right? The guru is the guru. <laughs> what the guru does is it takes many different forms. Uh, and it's the 10 persona gurus, the Guru Granth Sahib and the Guru Khalsa Pant. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it was the, this one guru and takes many forms. And we have substantiation of this idea that it is, it is one guru and uh, just the different forms. They're all the same thing is from that. Uh, I think also I mentioned is that, um, Gurbani itself reveals to us that Jot Oha Jugat Sai Sekaya Per Palatia, that the divine light or the divine wisdom is one, the Jot and the Jugat, the methodology or, or, or the, 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 the process is also, you know, the, the, the same. So the, the learnings from that is the same. What really changes is the Kaya, is the body. And all that changes is, is the body or the form of, of that Guru. You know, when Guru Nanak uh, Guru Baba Nanak, whose uh, you know um, birth we celebrated recently uh, this past month, was asked who's who was his guru. Right, that, that's the first question that a lot of in the, in the beginning students of Sikhi come up with. Okay, Guru Nanak was our guru. Yes, ten gurus, even Guru Granth Sahib. Many don't know Guru Khalsa Pant is the guru, but yeah, they can figure that. But the but the fundamental question remains is who was Guru Nanak Devji's guru? Who was Guru Nanak Sahib's guru? And he was asked that by the Sid Yogis. And he mentioned Shabad Guru Surat the, the divine wisdom is, is the Guru. And my mindset, you know, how, who, what is the entity that follows the Shabad Guru? It's my mind. It's, 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 uh, Surat. It's my Surat And that, so that, um, kind of, Pargatna, the, the the bringing of that guru, that idea of guru, that Shabbat guru was 1469. Guru Nanak was born. I mentioned this many times. Many chroniclers say 1499. So when he was about 30 years old, is when he starts the the you know kind of the the revelation occurs and he starts his udasi uh, after that. But in the context of knowing about Guru Granth Sahib, the one. Uh, the first date that is must be known, or the first year uh, that that must be known, is the 1600 and, uh, 1604. Um, many people may remember in 2004 we celebrated something called the 400th anniversary Chaso Sala. This is the first prakash of what was then called the Ad Granth, or also known as the Potisab, but Ad Granth Sab. 
many refer to it just in general as Guru Granth Sahib, but it was uh, the Ad Granth. And this was the, uh, you know, the compilation of all of the Banis uh, by the hand of uh, Pai Gurdasti. So he was the scribe and the one who um, recited, authenticated it, and, and, and got it written was Guru Arjun Sahib. Some say, some chroniclers say that he embarked on this project um, in 1599. So about a five-year pro project this was. It's a huge project, as you know, the way in which the Guru Granth Sahib is, is architected, and how, how the Shabads are, are uh, you know, aligned, etc. It takes a lot of, lot of effort. There's no word processing software <laughs> that we know today. No Google Docs for... Um, you know, for uh, collaboration between Guru <laughs> Arjun Sahib and Pai Gurdasi, it was all done painstakingly, a little bit outside of uh, Amritsar um, for five years. So 1604, the first uh, inauguration of or the first Prakash of the Ad Granth. So that's one one fact that I think uh, needs to be known. But let, let, let's go through a little bit. Um, of different facts and figures uh, from from the Guru Granth Sahib, if that's okay. So the, what the Guru Granth Sahib that we know today, which is the 1708 Guruship, was bestowed upon the Guru Granth Sahib by Guru Gobind Singh Ji in Nadir. Uh, the facts and figures, let's start with the number six. The number six uh, refers to six Gurus have contributed Bani uh, in the Guru Granth Sahib. Uh, Guru Nanak Sahib and Guru Arjan Sahib being the most, uh, like who have contributed the most, most of the Bani. Uh, the six Gurus are Guru Nanak, Guru Angad Sahib, Guru Amadasi, Guru Ramdasi, Guru Arjan Sahib, and then uh, to the ninth Guru, Guru Tegh Bahadurji. In addition to the contributions by the Gurus themselves, um, I don't think there's any controversy on the numbers, but uh, 15... There isn't. Uh, the, uh, sorry about uh, interrupting you, but just the six gurus, just because I've read this uh, by other six uh, on their pages or, you know, ah, yes, com yes, yes, when yes. they were they were talking about, you know, uh, what's in the Guru Granth Sahib and how many gurus, and some of them wrote uh, that Guru Gobind Singh's Bani is in it as well. Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I I forgot hopefully that. Hopefully, you could dispel that. Yeah. 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 So, so there is the the reference to Guru uh, Gobind Singh Sahib's writing is in what's called the Nove Malade Samok, which is you know for those that you have been to you know like a pog or an Akhan part, you, you know that at the end everyone kind of recites together what's called Nove Malade Samok. And then Mandavani um, and Slok Malapanga. So, so there is a in the towards the end of Novemala this slok, it is there's one school of thought that says that Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib uh, expresses a, 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 a um, you know has one one slok and a response to that slok. Balhua Bandan you know that 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 section which is towards the end was a response by Guru Gobind Singh. But most of the scholars, so I would say there's a minority of uh, scholars that think that that, or that that present that that's a fact, but majority of the scholars, mainstream six, would 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 uh, not agree with that. And uh, the six gurus is what is uh, usually agreed upon. 
Um, and now the question is why? Why did why did Guru Gobind Singh Ji not? He had the ability to do all of that. Is a long, much longer discussion, and it's all, you know, just speculation on our part. This is this is what uh, what uh, what it is. So and uh, uh, language wise, it's not easy to distinguish because remember I said that Guru Tegh Bahadur Ji's bani was all Braj Bhasha. A lot of Guru Gobind Singh Ji's bani, the Dasam Granth or otherwise, is also Braj. So language-wise, it's it's very similar, um, but uh, there's no um, authentication that it was Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Is that, is that sufficient or any? Yeah, any no, I just wanted to get that point. Uh, yep. Just wanted to talk about that point a little because it is yeah, out there. That, if anyone starts Googling it, and, and some people have Guru Gobind Singh in there and some people don't. So I just want to put our yeah. uh, two cents in there. Yeah. Yeah. And and um uh, yeah this and it's only one line though. So uh, I think uh, nowhere have I read uh, that any other rag or any other section of your gunsat it's only in that last section. So uh bhagat uh bhagat bani we all know again it's uh, probably not easy to do in an audio podcast monthly um, to be honest but uh, you could if you look at the structure of the gurgansar you will see that it is after the six gurus, Bani, in, in the particular poetic genres that are, that are presented, towards the end of each rag um, is uh, the, the Bani of the Pagats. So, and there are 15 Pagats. Usually, even the order in which the Pagats Bani is presented within the Guru Granth Sahib has a specific order. Kabirji, uh, uh, Kabir Sahib happens to be the first Pagat's Bani, who, who always comes. And so it's a very systematic form of um, how the Guru Granth Sahib is um, uh, divided out. One thing I wanted to mention, which is very intriguing to me, um, and it's not just a uh, feature of the Guru Granth Sahib itself. I think a lot of uh, historical texts from South Asia used a different form of creating like a uh, you know, the way that the chapters of a book are separated, separate sections. Guru Granth Sahib is separated by the particular rags. There's, there's pre-rag Bani, which is like Jabji Sahib, Rehras, and Soila, and then the rag Bani starts, the first rag being, uh, Siri Rag. And then it ends, uh, with, uh, with, uh, a rag. And then there's some non-rag Bani that is left over. But, but, that is the table of context, contents, uh, not chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, which is very different from, uh, at least very intriguing to me, that it's based on Rag. There are other books of Sikh literature. Um, for example, what comes to mind is Mark Kavi Santos and Suraj Prakash, that is based on the phases of the sun, is what the chapters are divided on. So, very interesting feature, and but the Guru Granth is based on rags. In addition to the uh, 15 Pagats, there's also a group of contributors known as the Pats, and the section of the Guru Granth is called Pattande Svaye. There is controversy on, not controversy, there, there is different schools of thought on that. Some say 11, some say less than 11, some say more than 11. But in general, from what I understand, um, there are 11 Pats. And these Pats were of the Brahmin caste. They were wanderers, you know, like who were professional singers of praise, so to speak, minstrels. Um, and, uh, but when they come, when they come in contact with, 
uh, it's kind of the time frame of Guru uh, Amar Das Ji in Goindwal Sahib, Guru Ram Das and Guru Arjan Sahib. So those, uh, around those three Gurus time frame is when they encounter the Sikh, the, the house of Guru Nanak and say, now we have, you know, now we're good. We, we found the, the right, uh, you know, uh, sovereigns to praise and, uh, and uh, Guru Granth. Guru Granth Sahib contains within it the the praise of the the Guru personas themselves, but the idea of the Guru as presented by by the Sikh Guru. That was eleven. So we had six, fifteen, eleven, and there's another another interesting uh, number, and I'll have you guess what that means, Manpreet. Is there's a number three associated with the Guru Granth Sahib? What do you think that's that's about? Those are the three Sikhs that contributed to the Guru Granth Sahib. That is correct. So um, this is another one which I'm, I'm sure many different schools of thought say there are actually four. But the three Sikhs who have contributed Barney in the Guru Granth Sahib, Satta and Balwand. Satta and Balwand, they have a specific var called Ramkali ki var. Within Ramkali, there's another shabha or another section called Ramkali Sad. And it is Baba Sundarji who happens to be a relative of Guru um, uh, Amardasi. And it's a it's a rendition of the uh, the passing away of Guru Amar Das Saab, but a very very uh, you know beautiful rendition of of that event and uh, and kind of what the Guru uh, expects during the time of death uh, of how Sikhs should react. So those are the three. The controversy is there's one more, um, and that is by Mardana because there is a section in Guru Granth Sahib that uh, says Mardana uh, and in the kind of the heading of the Shabad ha- has Mardana in it as well. So again, two schools of thought. One is that it was contributed by Prime Mardana himself. And there's literally only two Shabads as far as I know. Um, but the school of thought that I prescribe to is that it is by Guru Nanak, but it is um by Madana as we say that it's it's um uh, you know uh, an interaction with uh Madana where Guru Nanak has has presented it. So those are the interesting tidbits, facts and factoids that I think we just wanted to cover really quickly. Um Yeah, and I'm I think glad um, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry in the pre I just wanna say something. So I'm glad you mentioned the Madana part because uh, if you Google all this stuff too, it comes up here and there as well. But I also want to say that this, the three six is very powerful. And I never mm-hmm. thought of it like this. And the credit doesn't go to me because I was listening to one of Harinder's lectures on Guru Granth Sahib, um, in the Gurdwara one time. And he said something very interesting and, uh, something I'll never forget, which is that when our parents or your grandparents and other people explain, you know, the gurus to you and the bani to you. They make it sound so far-fetched sometimes, you know, especially when you're young, you know, like the, mm-hmm. like you're, you're over here and the guru is like so many moons away and we can never be at his level and we have to do things at our human level. Having three six in the bani makes it that you could also be guru-like. You could also get up to that level and be in the guru Granth Sahib. There's, that's how much potential you have as a human being. So it's actually not that far away as you think, you know, and the Guru and the Guru Granth Sahib has these three, six Banis, which makes you even feel closer that this is the level that we could get at. It's, 
you know, I thought it was very powerful. I was like, wow, I never thought of it like that, you know. I agree. I I, I think um, that can be said of the three six, the eleven parts, and the fifteen pagats as well, uh, right? Now, uh, Principal Teja Singh has uh, so. Um, I always do a plug-in for, for Principal Teja Singh. There's, there's a translation. Unfortunately, he could only do it from Siddhi Rag to Maad. So the first two Rags of the Guru Granth Sahib in English uh, that Principal Teja Singh wrote. It's called The Holy Granth, Siddhi Rag to Maad. This book is available, uh, I think, uh, you know, online as well. But he has a little section uh, before the book starts um, which is like kind of an essay and introduction to Guru Granth Sahib. It says, inclusion of Bhagat, Bhagat's writings um, and what was the logic behind it. Now, a lot of the Bani of the Bhagats, there's a law, obviously there's different interpretation schools of thoughts, etc. But, you know, we always say that, oh, they're 100% in consonance with the, the mindset or the thought process of all of the other Gurus as well. Principal Teja Singh presents a little bit different. He says that it's, it, it may not be 100% in alignment, you know, if, if we kind of review the text, but what is in alignment is, is kind of the two different, two, two different aspects which the Sikh Gurus brought forth. And as long as those two are in alignment, anyone has the potential because the Guru was so broad and allows, not allows even, but, but, encourages everyone to be, he called them co-workers. The Pagats were co-workers with the Gurus, don't have to be exactly, you know, the same as the Gurus. And those were the, the, the religion for the Gurus is, is a culture of Nam. He, he presents something to that. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. And secondly, it's, it should motivate to do good. So there's this idea of remember, remembrance, which is kind of Simran, and seva, which, which which is to you know action. So if if seva and simran are together, as part of the message of the pagats of the parts of the six, they're in line with what the guru wants. So so that's what it is amazing that such a broad you know inclusion in the pagats. We didn't mention it right, but there's shoemakers, there's um, Brahmins as well. There's Sufi Muslims. There's there's such a broad um, kind of personalities are in there. All of them, who we when we bow to the Guru Granth Sahib, we're bowing to all of them. So true. Yeah. So moving along, um, uh, the so like we said, 1604 was the first Prakash of the Guru Granth Sahib. Obviously, it was handwritten in script form but uh, and nowadays and don't ask me what year this was uh, formalized but uh, the current printed version of the Guru Granth Sahib we all know is 1430 that's another fact and figure 1430 pages is the kind of the um, accepted um, bead of, of the Guru Granth Sahib that, you know, the one that got the Guruship in 1708 um has now been is is in printed form it is uh, 1430 but there are two authenticated sarups meaning the two uh, what we six uh, understand to be uh, authenticated by the gurus themselves the first one is called the kartar puri beer again which was the 1604 adgrant authenticated has the signature of guru arjun sahib in it and the second one 
is the um, dum-dummy bee. So if we recall from last time, I had mentioned that Guru Gobind Singh Sahib, you know, after the, um, you know, leaving of Anandpur Sahib, he, he actually spent some time in Talwandi Ki Sabo, which is where Dhamdama Sahib is today. That This is the location in where the the um, compilation of the Guru Granth Sahib that we know today. So addition of Guru Tegh Bhadaji's Pani. So that was the Dhamdami beard. That was authenticated by the Guru. Many copies of that were made, and the copies that survived, the one copy that survived, that was taken to Nandir, and in 1708, before Guru Sahib's passing, uh, he he um, you know gave the Guruship to the Guru Granth Sahib over there. So so there's two authenticated groups now. I do not know uh, of where the um, Damdami beer, uh, original authenticated sroop exists, but the Kartarpuri beer, the reason why it's called Kartarpuri beer is because it is supposed to be located in the eastern Punjab side, uh, Kartarpur. There are two Kartarpurs. There's a, there's a Kartarpur that's really, really hot in the news lately. That's on the west Punjab side in Pakistan. On the India side, there's another Kartarpur, and it is with the uh, family of the Sotis. Um, or supposed to be uh, with them. Uh, rumor has it that they haven't. Usually, every year there was a kind of a darshan of the of the beer, but for many years now, um, many circles are saying they haven't been able to see the, have the darshan of that beer, which is a sad uh, commentary on our uh, co- uh, you know our community. The, the the one treasure which is at the status of guruship for us. And the original scripted, uh, original scribed version of it is not in kind of the Pantic hands. It's more in a family's hands, if at all, is, is, is something we should at least, you know, spend some time and ponder and, and figure out where we are. But getting back to the vastness of the Guru Granth Sahib, uh, I have to say there are, um, the first known contributor is Pagat Faridji, which, uh, you know, again, dates are all, all over the place, but, uh, uh, in the 12th century, uh, so 1100s. And the latest one is Guru Tegh Bahadurji, the contribution is Guru Tegh Bahadurji, which is in, as we all know, 1600s, right? So 17th century. So almost 500 plus years worth of language. If the contribution of those of those, uh, uh, you know, the revealers, it's 500 years worth of language and multiple languages. Um, some say that the ma- major languages that are distinguishable are eight, but obviously there's probably a lot more dialects in there. So eight major languages, 500 years worth, and because of the contributors are all over the South Asian uh, continent. So some South India, North India, West, East. So it's amazing, amazing treasure of language itself is what the Guru Granth Sahib is. So people who tell me that, okay, you know, we have to learn Punjabi Sikhani Chaviya. Sadi Ma Boli. Absolutely it is the Ma Boli of Punjabi Sikhs. There are many Sikhs who are not Punjabi, so it's not their Ma Boli. But the, but the lifeblood Boli, if you say more, the uh, the life of the Sikh is in the Guru Granth Sahib, and that has many many major languages and ancient languages. So the studying of those languages is really what will get us 
closer to the guru, not just modern-day colloquial Punjabi. Um, so I like to always emphasize that. Even though the languages are many, including, uh, you know, uh, Arabic as well, all the way Sanskrit and, and others, uh, the script, but in the way in which it is written, is only one. That's an amazing uh, aspect for me. And like we all say, the message is also one. It's all about Ikonkar. So the number one is very important, and uh, the number of languages is, is uh, are quite fast. I think that's it for my little facts and figures around what knowing our guru, what what the Guru Granth Sahib is. Anything you want to yeah, ask me, or add? Yeah. No, I think it's great that we went over it because there are so many Sikhs that don't know what's in the Guru Granth Sahib. You know, it, I'm, it's always. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it kind of makes me laugh uh, and uh, <laughs> wonder sometimes, you know, because I, you know, I ask my cousins and other friends and they don't know. They're ready to do Matadek and everything, but they don't know what's in it yet. You know, it's just, I don't know, kind of makes me laugh sometimes. So I'm glad we went over this and hopefully people could do some deep dives and, uh, you know, read more about the buckets that are in there and the sticks that are in there. So it's great that we went over it. Uh, but And let's talk about things that, um, let's go on to the next topic on the on the hookums, which actually you know I really didn't know about. So let's get yeah. into that. Yeah, I think this is a beautiful part of our history. Um, again, um, different uh, um, the the dates are always complicated, right? But but what I found consistent is, uh, for example, in the first case, the first Prakash, sixteen hundred and four, which is, is pretty much the well-accepted year. Um, the first hukum that was taken, now remember, I, I think we mentioned it, that Baba Buddhaji was given the seva of being the first Granthi of the Adgrant. And he was asked, and, and this idea of taking a hukum is since that day. Imagine you know, all the hukums that are taken in all the hundreds, probably thousands of Gurdars across the world is, is basically a, a tradition started in 1604. So when that on that day, it was a huge, huge achievement for the Sikh Qom through the grace of uh, Guru Arjun Sahib. The, the hukam that came on that day was in Rag Suhi, the Rag of Love, by Guru Arjun Sahib himself. And it was Santa Ke Karaj Aap Kloya Har Kam Karavan Aya Ram Tarit Suhavi Tal Suhava Vich Amit Jal Chaya Ram. But, you know, many, many people, you know, express this. that It was such a auspicious occasion, an auspicious achievement that this, despite that, the, 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 it was basically a, a, uh, thankfulness and, and a, and a, and a blessing of Vaiguru Santake Kaj. So the work or the, the task of the collective community of, of quote unquote saints or, or those, you know, embarked on the path. So Vaiguru was the one who stood with the, you know, stood by the side and helped uh, get this task to its completion. And the task completion um, resulted in Tart Suhavi Tal Suhava, where all, you know, and this is Gurbani, right? So it can be interpreted at many different levels, but but physically the the whole environment but also the the human body and the mind became you know much more uh you know like 
energized and Suhava kind of like woken up, which Amrit Jalchaya Ram and that that Nam uh, started flowing within that within that body. So beautiful. It's a long, much longer Shabbat, but I always like to present if we're going to learn about the Guru Granth Sahib's history, at least. Let's know that Advan 1604, first hukam, read from the lips of Baba Buddhaji uh, and from the revealed word of uh, Guru Arjun Sahib. Then fast forward 204 years, <laughs> um, to sorry, uh, 104 years, to uh, the Gurgaddi of the Guru Granth Sahib. And I remember in 2008, oh, Tin Sal, Guru Denal was a big, was a big, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, refrain that was going all over India. Uh, but this was in Nadir, 1708, and the f uh, I I learned about this recently, um, and uh, we I, I I know this very well, and I use it now always because a couple of years ago, we at our Gurdwara during the Gurgaddi of Guru Granth Sahib, um, we sang the Shabad in Ragmaru. Um, and it was a, obviously a deed by by Pai of Singh, so so the local a local Sangat member sang it, and it's Marumala Panjwan the Rahudi took his Ab Mohe Jeevan Padvi Pai Chitaio Manpurkh Bidata Santan Ki Sharanai, and it's a explanation of what what is what is the state of of my life that I have achieved, and. Uh, Basically, the state of my life is is to be in complete in the sharan of 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 the of the community of the santan ki sharanai. But uh, the Guru has resided within my mind, and I'm in the now under the complete protection and complete um, you know um, uh, yeah complete protection of the santan ki sharanai. So beautiful shabad, beautiful tune. You can look it up on uh, YouTube. I think that uh, you. You'll hear it, and that for anyone again who wants to understand the beginning of this institution of the Guru Granth Sahib, 1708, Maru um, Mala was the was the hukam that was was taken that day, according to our chronicles. Very interesting. So did not yeah, that, did not know that at all. Did not know these uh, two hukams in 1604, 1708. So I'm so glad that you brought this up. Yeah. And so that's that's really the crux of the matter. There's a lot of study of Guru Granth Sahib from a lot of different angles. Um, the, and everyone gets excited from different uh, um, perspectives, right? Facts and figures really excite some. Um, and, you know, what I'm all I'm trying to do present in here is my my view that facts and figures is very important. The actual connection to the Bani is, is the most important for me. Um, we, we should all do it a lot more, but what little we can do is also is also worthwhile. But the study of Guru Granth Sahib, um, we were talking a little bit before, right, uh, Manpreet? I am amazed at how much actually does exist. If someone wants to, you know, become... Uh, acquainted with the Gurbani, of course, it's reading the Gurbani, right? But understanding and reading it uh, is is uh, reading it, of course. But understanding it is a is a very very tall task, and there's no one way to understand. 
So many, many years ago, there was this uh, website, and somehow over there I, I was able to download. I didn't know whether all these websites will, will continue on. I'm literally talking about probably 10 to 15 years ago. And it's like a bibliography of all of the books related to the study of Guru Granth And it had different, um, you know, angles to it, like linguistics, aesthetics, uh, you know, the musicology, conceptual studies, uh, you know, on and on and on. And by the way, I added a few more. I, I, I took a couple of notes. But, you know, if even if someone just looks at the number of dictionaries that we now have that are Guru Granth Sahib dictionaries. So I want to make a very interesting, very, very um, you know, something that I've observed. There are Punjabi to English dictionaries. Again, it's colloquial Punjabi. It has nothing to do with Guru Granth Sahib. However, we also have a kind of a, not a dictionary, but what I would call an encyclopedia. And that is the Mahan Kosh by Paikan Singh Nabha. Uh, it was probably, I would say, in mid-2000s, so probably 2004, 2005. Suddenly online, and I also got a hard copy, there's the um, Guru Granth Kosh, uh, which is lit purely all of the difficult words from the Guru Granth Sahib. So that, that exists. That's in Punjabi. And what's very uh, interesting for me there is that it it has the word that comes in the Guru Granth Sahib, but it has all the different forms of the word that might come with examples of those Gurbani Tuks where those words exist and, and the page number. So, so the study just from the words of the Guru Granth Sahib can be had for those that are familiar with, of, of course, Gurmukhi and Punjabi. But then I was also introduced way back then uh, to a, a Shabbat Kosh or Guru Granth Kosh also done by, I guess, none other than Paivir Singh. <laughs> so Paivir Singh also has a very, very intense uh, dictionary of the Guru Granth Sahib, um, which takes one word of the Guru Granth Sahib, for example, uh, Mukti or Mukt or Shabbat, even the word Shabbat or Shabbat, and has so many, every interpretation of that word that exists within the context of the Guru Granth Sahib. So my, my point I'm trying to make is that even just dictionaries that we have available to us of the Guru Granth Sahib can be, uh, is probably maybe the starting point of the study of the Guru Granth Sahib. But then you have other books based on linguistics, you have the TK, you have English translations, and of course now in this day and age, you obviously have the apps, <laughs> all on our phones and online. Um, so uh, there is no dearth of information, um, and many people will comment that a lot more work has to be done. I'm 100% in agreement with that, because the work that has been done maybe is not as broad, not as sufficient. It's on you know some particular school of thoughts perspective, could be biased or not be biased. Um, absolutely. So it should just continue on. What I have understood from, you know, kind of different people who are in this field of study of Guru Granth Sahib and, and Sikh organizations is uh, comparatively, uh, the study of the Quran can fill multiple libraries. And each, like there's so many books related to the study of the Quran, so many interpretations and others that it could fill up multiple libraries. And I don't think we have that many books that could fill up, you know, multiple floors in a single library as well. So there's still a lot more to do, a lot more 
uh, study that has to take place. But the question arises is, is the study of the Guru Granth Sahib enough? Uh, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the Guru Granth Sahib that, that, that we have today. Um, uh, for those that may not have, you know, uh, been able to sit on the, what's called the Tabia or the throne where the Guru Granth Sahib is usually placed in the Gurdwara. Um, as I mentioned, it's 1430 pages. It, it is ceremoniously opened in the morning in a kind of a tradition we call the Prakash, Prakash of the Gigansat. Uh The daily hookah, a random hukam is, you know, it's open to a random page and, and, and the hukam is taken. We can, if needed, we can, I can talk about what is the kind of the standard way to take a hukam. Um, in the Gurdwara, usually there is always an attendant and, and we all know the experience of the Gurdwara. And then in the evening time, uh, the tradition is called the Sukhasan um, of, of the Gurdwara. So it is ceremoniously closed. Adas is, is, is done. And depending on the institution, you either have a resting place for the Gurdwara or on the same throne itself, uh, the Gurdwara can be rested. Tradition has it in 1604 onwards, Guru Arjan Sahib. Um, you know, so the Prakash would be done, uh, then Sukhasan would be done, and uh, Guru Granth Sahib would be taken to a resting um, area, and Guru Arjan Sahib would would respect the Guru Granth Sahib so much that he would sleep lower than the Guru Granth Sahib, and the Guru Granth Sahib would, or the Asgant in that case, would, would be would be higher. So uh, many Gurdwaras have that uh, facility. Um, but you all know that there are Guru Granth Sahibs, uh, that are in the homes of people and a lot of fam, a lot of Sikh families, a lot of non-Sikh families, um, have Guru Granth Sahib at their home and they read and study and, and, uh, you know, delve into the body of Guru Granth Sahib. So to whatever level they can, they keep the same, uh, you know, respect and, and maryada for it. I don't want to get too much into it, but also the Guru Gansa, people that have it in their houses, uh, the protocols. What is necessary to have a Guru Gansa in your house? I yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot. So, so we, um, again, uh, we, we know that there's the Sikh Rat Mariada. Sikh Rat Mariada gives guidance, um, to the corporate, you know, like the, the Pantic, uh, places, uh, like what, what in the Gurdwara. And it has some uh, direction, some indication of Guru Granth Sahib in the home, but it's not very prescriptive. Obviously, there's two or three major things. One is cleanliness. So whichever room uh, the Guru Granth Sahib, and, and it should be a separate room and not just you know shared uh, space, uh, but a, a room in which the Guru Granth Sahib is must be clean. There is the what we call the chandoa or a canopy on top. And a chore, or, you know, the, the, the chore, which is, is kind of a whisk. So these are, these are the kind of the, um, artifacts for the signifying royalty and sovereignty of the Gurgansa. Obviously covered, uh, with, uh, what we call Rumalas. So, you know, we could get into a whole discussion of the fancy nature of these Chandoas and the chore and the Rumalas, etc. But the cleanliness was, was the major my my uh, uh, view, view of that. Now, do, does everyone have a separate room, a separate bed for the Sukhasan? That's probably always not possible. Many people recommend that. 
but I do not, my personal view is it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, many families have a tradition, uh, which is a tradition in my family. Before we leave the house, we do matatek. If we come back, we do matatek. Um, many, many families have a tradition. Everyone takes uh, a hukam every morning. Uh, Sajpat continues in people's homes, you know, every time they can get they they do the uh, they can they continuously do a side spot so so having gurgan sab in people's homes uh where they can engage with the bani uh in a in a respectful manner i think is the only requirement um other than that i i i i'm sure there's a lot more that i have heard uh but i don't know if i personally prescribe to that in the Gurdwara, yes, the, the Sikrat Maryada is, is, uh, because everyone may have their own different way to show their Sharda and their respect, but to a, a standardized kind of a minimal requirement, uh, way has been prescribed in the Sikrat Maryada for Gurdwaras. Yeah, I mean, we could probably have a discussion on this, uh, for a long period of time because you know, I have my own, not my own actually, but other people ask me and sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know, maybe it's a personal choice on how you want to treat the Guru Granth Sahib at your house, you know, mm. um, that every, uh, uh, I just remember one of my uh, uncles talking to me one time about uh, doing Sukhasan and he's like, mm -hmm. uh, why are you doing Sukhasan, you know, at your own house, you know, and so things like that. But uh, okay. I'm sure it's everyone's uh, personal preferences, you know, and what, how they want to do. It. But like, like you said, cleanliness, uh, love, respect it, you know, read it, uh, discuss it, uh, understand it, you know, things like that. Yeah. Well, but but let's let's talk about a, a little bit of yeah. So so there is definitely has been uh, a lot of. Um, you know, there needs to be space for conversations of how the Guru Granth Sahib is, is used. Um, we could take different angles of it, like, for example, the wedding, uh, you know, where Guru Granth Sahib is taken to the different venues based on the desire of the families uh, to have a wedding outside of the Gurdwara. Um, and what, what would be the appropriate protocol to, to have that type? Um, in the houses would be the other one, right? Uh, other areas are other events, like, um, I mean, the, the poor, not poor, but, you know, young, young students in our colleges around the U.S., they want to have some type of event associated with Sikhi, whether it's Basaki or Guru Nanak, so put a langar in, in their, in their um, you know, like campuses. But they would also like Kirtan. They would also like the Prakash of Guru Granth Sahib to be done and how it was done there. That's another angle. The other, another fourth angle of what, what about the camps, the secute camps that happen all across the country? Um, can, can a camp site, uh, or, or like the lodge of a camp be converted into a, a, a solemn Gurdwara area? And there's been a lot of, I'll be, I've been part of those large discussions. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, because what happens is, is the focus is on the externalization of the Guru Granth Sahib, and which, which requires the respect, absolutely, um, but maybe not enough on the internal aspects of the Guru Granth Sahib, which is the reading and the Bani and the interpretation. 
I always go back to a few episodes in history that I've learned growing up and also in some recent readings uh, as I've been doing this podcast over the year. You know, the Guru Granth Sahib was, uh, the, the Battle of Kartarpur, Guru Hargobind Sahib was Guru. Um, evacuation of that area had to take place. He took care to ensure that his family was safe, but he also took care himself personally, according to some chroniclers, of the Ad Granth that was in their possession at that time as well. And the literal, literally, it, it was written as he picked it up and tucked it under his shoulder and, and you know, rode on horseback to safety. So, um, but that's the guru, of course, right? But then you have all other texts post-guru period, post-Bandha Singh Bahadur period, when the Sikhs, we all know, were fighting in the, in, you know, fighting constantly uh, different battles. The Guru Granth Sahib was near and dear to them at that time too. And um, there, there is evidence to show that they would have the Guru Granth Sahib wrapped in leather, right, to keep it nice and sturdy, on horseback. And when they had to run into battles, they would hide the Guru Granth Sahib high up on a tree in the jungle. Go do the battle, go do the guerrilla warfare, come back. And uh, Paikan Singh Naba actually presents uh, that the uh, genesis of the Akhand part also occurred during this time and where because they did not have time too much because they're always held to shelter um, the uh, uh, the um, Udasis and, and other you know non quote unquote Khalsa were taking care of the Taramshalas and, and the Gurdwaras they would, they would you know disguise themselves go to the the Taramshalas and ha- and have be able to listen to the Guru Granth Sahib, you know, in one sitting as as much as they could, and then they would ha- go back on into. So my point is that the what was near and dear to them was the content, the divine wisdom enshrined in the Guru Granth Sahib, the the beard of the Guru Granth Sahib that requires the utmost respect was also high on their mind, but they they had the the you know kind of the integrity to balance out both and and figure out which is more important so that's the way i look at it um is at the end of the day um respect for the guru granth sahib and that is a is a sick uh you know um issue for us to to all negotiate amongst ourselves it is not something that an external entity should come and impose on us but the respect for Guru Granth Sahib is to actually read it, um, you know. Um, and then I'm, t- I'm taking this from the from the from Gurbani itself. Um, and I'll, uh, if I get this uh, right, I'll, I'll make sure the Gurbani book is right. It's Sadgurnu Sabko Lojda Jeta Jagat Sansar. I, I forget that, but but the point is that everyone has a desire to meet with the Sadhguru, but jitcha shabad na kare vichar. But until there is discussion and understanding of the shabad, the you know just just looking at it or just kind of having that external relationship with the Guru Granth Sahib or with the Shabad is not going to take us anywhere. It is the actual engagement with the Guru Granth Sahib that is going to take us somewhere. Um, I, maybe I didn't explain that well, but, but Guru Gurbani itself is giving us 
an indication of how to respect Gurbani is, 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 is my point. And it is more with the engagement, direct engagement with Gurbani that gives us the, you know, we can kind of say, yes, the respect of Gurbani is being done. I totally agree with you. And I'm glad you uh, mentioned all that. I know just like all our other podcasts on the gurus, we could go on and on for this, but we're running out of time. Just want to say, Indipreet, really appreciate your time. Really appreciate all the research you put in uh, for this podcast. I also want to mention, I think, uh, isn't um, Sikh Research Institute doing something on Guru Granth Sahib in the upcoming month? Well, yeah. Well, we already have online courses related to, I mean, I mean, one of one of our whole missions is to ensure that the Guru Granth Sahib is, reach, is, you know, is, you know, the the thirty million Sikhs that we have worldwide are able to approach the Guru Granth Sahib, right? Um, that is our that's our core. That's our you know crown jewels. Um, we need to protect it, protect it actively in the form of. It's a treasure that it, the more it's shared, the more it grows. Right? That's an old classic uh, saying from South Asia. <laughs> um, so uh, that, that's definitely been our, our mission. Uh, specific Guru Granth Sahib project, um, some form of it is underway, yes. Uh, I think more information will be coming out, out of that. Specifically for the 550th uh, anniversary of Guru Nanak Sahib's Prakash, um, we will have uh, many major as well as smaller projects related to uh, Guru Nanak Sahib's Bani as, as well. From, from a Guru Granth Sahib perspective, the studies will continue. So um, I don't have all of the details right now, but yes, absolutely uh, look forward to a lot more work coming from the Sikh Research Institute on Guru Granth Sahib. Great. And Dupreet, like I said, always appreciate your time, appreciate your research. Thanks for being with us, and I look forward to our next one. Same here. Thank you very much for your time. Bye, Gajika Khalsa. Bye, Gajika Khalsa.